Will Phil, politics and spirituality, uh, they intersect. Uh, and uh, it's always interesting. Some, some people, like you said, I think uh, feel, hey, let's not mix and mingle the two. It, it really pollutes the whole spiritual uh, message. Other people feel, no, uh, you know, without spirituality or politics is going to really go south. So uh, I, I thought he did, does a very good job at uh, discussing his perspective on why spirituality should be uh, in politics. Yeah, he he's very, he has a very balanced perspective, and he manages to be um, idealistic without being um, foolish or naive, and he manages at the same time to be uh, pragmatic and uh, realistic about the, the state of things without uh, becoming. Uh, overly cynical or losing sight of the, the bigger and deeper picture right. of the, you know, yeah. I, I, I wonder how somebody like Stephen would react if they were in a country and then all of a sudden the country went from a democracy to a fascist state or whatever. Would, uh, do you think Stephen, I mean, how, how do you <laughs> mix that? Because on the one hand, be very open, let's listen to the other side, let's vote, let's, you know, hope for the best and let's hope it's evolving. On the other hand, if it gets to a point where you know, uh, Benito Mussolini is a, a president, and uh, uh, there's not any evolution except what he considers to be evolution for the country. Does one still stay open-minded and try to speak openly and, and listen to other sides, or does one then become a resistor? Yeah, well, that's a very good question, and um, it's one we might have asked him. Right. I don't know even how I'd react. Right. Um, it you know it it is one thing to to um, have a uh, um, a um, sorry I just had some uh, noise outside. I thought there was um, a jet plane that went overhead, but this is this is the beauty of radio. Go ahead. <laughs> I just had um, a, a leaf blower. Um, it, it's you know, the, the balance between having those ideals and seeing people you disagree with, with empathy and compassion and looking for middle ground and, and all that, you know, those are terribly important ideals, it seems to me, but it, it assumes a civilized environment in which you can do those things. If things get really bad, uh, I don't anticipate they would in America, but you know, look what's happened in other parts of the world. Right. I mean, you know, I hate to, you know, invoke Nazi Germany, but Germany was a very civilized, you know, right. place at one time and, you know, leading a progressive culture. Things can fall apart. So what does one do? What does one do in the face of, you know, just for not even thinking about the larger picture of a whole nation, but, you know, what if something happens in your local environment? Right, and, right. You know, there are serious threats by bad people. Um, you know, what do you do? Gandhi faced that all right. the time. It was like, you know, what do you do? You know, you could say you're, you're being nonviolent, and it had, you know, uh, it, there was strength behind it, but it also took decades Right. Uh, you know, and there was a lot of death and destruction that, you know, was wreaked by the, by the British. You know, Martin Luther King went into right. it, too. He had, people, he had people saying you're being naive and you're, you know, you, you have to stand up. But there's a way to, I, I, I hope there would be a way to balance 
these perspectives with reality and uh, fierce opposition to right. to that kind well, of well, thing. I, well, I think Stephen would say that, you know, be Gandhian, be like Martin Luther King, be strong and resistant but loving and principled, which is way, way easier said than done. The other thing that is way easier said than done for me, I mean, I do think discussions about politics do test your spiritual depth. And, and sometimes I wonder about my spiritual depth because I get very <laughs> annoyed. I, I know. You know. Some people in their political stance, uh, or even sometimes it's politics and religion, their religious spiritual stance on things really, really drives me up in a, up a wall. And I don't feel yeah. as uh, open and loving and nourishing and uh, receptive as I should be. And it can, yeah. get, it can get heated. And, and I, I don't think that's usually productive. Uh, so. I agree with you. I, I, I've been dealing with this every day in this crazy election season because, you know, I see serious threats right. to um, the principles I hold dear and the country I hold dear. Um, and and I, I just find myself, you know, enraged. And at the same time, Somehow, I, I am trying my best to exercise a certain degree of empathy and compassion for the people who are doing or standing up for and supporting what I consider reprehensible things. You know, let's be explicit. You know, I just don't get. Uh, people who would like to see Donald Trump be the president of our country. But when you, if you look at it and you see where, what's driving them, as Stephen did when he went to Cleveland, um, you see a lot of fear and you see a lot of anxiety and you see a lot of desperation. Um, and if we can't find some empathy for people who are afraid and desperate, then, you know, it's a, we're not living up to our own spiritual right, principles. Right. It doesn't mean you don't oppose them. It just means maybe you understand them better, and that could lead to, you know, stronger action on behalf of the right principles. Right. It's right. Tough. And, I, and I think we all will have to work on being more empathetic, and especially progressives versus conservatives. A lot of times progressives myself included, can be very uh, elitist, can uh, look down at people if they think they're not as sharp intellectually. It, it, and that's uh, very unfair, and I think that that's very uh, insulting to people, and I think people uh, re react to that. The, the other thing I wanted to say, and one thing I have been pretty good at uh, avoiding doing, is getting into political ar arguments on, uh, on Facebook, you know, where people, they'll write five <laughs> paragraphs. And I, because I don't know one person that's ever convinced another person uh, to change their political yeah. stance based upon a Facebook argument. It just goes on <laughs> yeah. and on, and it's such a, to me, an enormous waste of energy uh, that, uh, on the other hand, you wind up uh, only kind of interacting and speaking with people who totally agree with you, which is that's also, right. can be a I waste know. of time as and well. I find that in, I find that in myself, and I, and I bow down to Stephen right. for being able to overcome that, that tendency because I see it in myself. I get very impatient when I see, you know, people on the other side of the political spectrum and I just sort of change the channel or just don't read their Facebook posts or their editorials or whatever. I just can't, I can't do it. It just 
makes me crazy. But that's the that's the challenge, isn't it? Right. It's, I it's, mean, it's... on the other hand, I don't have any trouble reading a principled conservative or a sensible you know, a uh, conservative voice who makes an argument for free markets or um, any of the traditional conservative values. It's this kind of uh, Trumpian um, misogyny and racism and uh, hyper, what, what Stephen called hyper-masculine attitudes that you know, drive me up a wall and I just have lose patience with it. Yeah, let's make America uh, great again, you know. And then I point out who 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 said let's make Germany great again. I mean, there, there's a, a lot of ways to look at it, and uh, I read a lot like you. I read a lot of stuff, and and then sometimes, like Stephen said, I have to extract myself because you know uh, it, it's not uncommon for my wife to say, "What are you screaming about by yourself in a room?" There? And uh, she'll come in, "Is everything okay?" And I'm and I'm looking at the no, TV. You say, just and say you're watching the Olympics and yeah. you're rooting for America. No, I'm watching <laughs> uh, some commentator I disagree with on TV, and I'm, what's the point? So uh, I've really tried to actually avoid TV news as much as possible. But I get it online. I get it on you know podcasts, radio. You know, there's other ways to get it, and and I have to say. I get very deeply affected and uh, overshadowed uh, way too much. So, uh, yeah. But I guess it's the, there's a value to being passionate and concerned, but to try to see it in a balanced way, to try to be empathetic and understanding of other points of views, much easier uh, said than done, especially this time around. Yeah, and I, I really uh, have to say I was impressed by um, the interview with Stephen and mm -hmm. by what I've managed to read of his book and the press materials that come with it. Um, uh, so I expected uh, uh, something uh, less grounded in the reality mm -hmm. of, of, of uh, politics and social uh, conditions. But it was it, it is quite grounded and very sensible, and to the extent um, you know people can rise to to the uh, ideal he's calling for, you know it's a it's a good vision to look toward. No, no, he as you said he's articulate, he's reasonable, he looks at all sides, uh, even the most outrageous sides, and he tries to do it with empathy. And I think that is all good, and I will continue to try to do that myself uh, uh, to whatever level. And we should says, add, yeah. we should add just uh, on behalf of uh, Stephen's book that um, one of our uh, most popular guests on Spirit Matters has been uh, Marianne Williamson and she wrote the foreword right. to it. And again, the book, uh, uh, Sacred America, Sacred World. Uh, so uh, get it, read it before the uh, upcoming uh, election. Uh, Phil, another another fun-filled session, uh, yes. another enjoyable interview, and uh, uh, many more uh, coming your way, folks. So uh, stay tuned at uh, spiritmatterstalk.com. Once okay. again, Phil, till next time. Take care. Perfect.